Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313-RADICAL now. That's area code 313-RADICAL. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you're divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hey, 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 and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live. <laughs> The Catholic Relationship Podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, even fiance problems, and intimacy problems for men. Moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and marriage unchanged. The art of one flesh divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day while also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 84th episode, the Holy Lover series, how to save my marriage when my wife has just plain given up. 33 gifts that will satisfy her forever. Today, we uncover gift number six, plus live phone calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get in that queue. Don't wait. 723, I'm sorry, 313-723-4225, or you can call from your browser as always at callinstudio.com slash radical one. Why? So that you can get some resolution to your marriage confusion. So, quote of the day, let's do this. Quote, the loves of all hearts are so many mirrors revealing their characters. 
Weak men in high positions surround themselves with little men in order that they may seem great by comparison. Capitalists who become rich because they struck some of God's wealth in the earth love to build libraries to parade and learning which they do not possess. They love an appearance that which is similar to what they love in hope and desire. The woman who wishes to be a social climber will cultivate friends who are useful because of this similarity. They have what she wants to have social prestige. Saints love sinners, not because they have, they both have vice in common, but because the saint loves the possible virtue of the sinner. The son of God became the man, the son of man, because he loved man. End quote. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, book three, To Get Married. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. Let's talk about your Catholic marriage problems. Weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on the Catholic Alpha Radical Facebook page and CatholicAlpha.com. All right, all right, all right. Guess what, y'all? We got our first caller already. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. God has blessed me because that's my thing. Get my callers coming from all walks of life. I don't care. I love it. This is the call-in show. Remember, a call-in show. So let's try and get this show rolling. And I will bring on them right now. So. Hello. Hello? And welcome to the Catholic Alpha Radical Live show. What's up? <laughs> this is a long-time listener, a long-time caller. Hey, what's going on, man? Um, I was praying this morning, Jerry, and I just thought you might want to know this. I just had a major revelation given to me by the courts today. Uh-oh. Should I should I should I pray real quick or should I hold my breath? No, you're going to be real happy with your what you're about to hear. Oh, sweet! What's up? I beat the guardian at lighting for my daughter's case in the submission. He just withdrew from the case. So slow down, Scott. Because sometimes you talk too fast. So what? Say that again, and then 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 dive into it for me. Okay, a guardian at lighting was appointed for my daughter's best interest. Two years too late. She had already been removed from my life by unethical judges. I just beat the guardian at lightum into submission over a seven and a half year period. And he just withdrew from the case because there's a conflict of interest because I'm suing him for gross negligence. So he can't be reappointed on the case, which means the new attorney jeopardized the judge's judicial integrity to the point where the guardian at lightum withdrew from the case. Wow. It was a major win because the guardian lied and never did his job correctly, and he pr produced bogus information and said I had an axe to grind against the legal profession. So do me a favor. And the axe on, do me that. a favor. Explain, because, you know, I'm, I don't know all that jargon about the court system. So what is guardian ad litem? What does that mean? That's for people that are underage minors that can't 
fend for themselves, like my daughter Bailey, mm-hmm. or for elderly or people that are incontinent with their brains, their brains are shot. They appoint a guardian at litem for them oh, to wow. look out for their best legal interests. So Bailey oh, has an attorney that has gone completely contrary to um, the best interest of Bailey. Okay. And I've been studying where men are the key factor in any relationship, whether it's a marriage or a family, like you talked about yesterday. And she hasn't been in my life for nine and a half years. And it's mainly because this guardian at lighting did such shoddy work. It's kept me from seeing my daughter because he said that I need intense psychotherapy and I need to have anger management. And he just actually relieved himself from the case because I'm suing him for gross negligence. It took seven and a half years, but I kept in faith and prayer on it. And I immediately wrote Misty's attorney and said, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to appear for my custody case now so Misty can meet her youngest daughter for the first time. I said, I need you to put in a motion to continue the divorce proceedings so you can start representing me pro bono, which means he's going to do it for free under pro hoc vice, which means he can practice in Indiana through a friend in Indiana. And he actually happens to know Mickey Weber, who is the chief public defender in Indiana. And Mickey's the one that got me off the falsified criminal charges that Bailey's mom has done. So it's a huge, huge win for family issues. Right. Because one third of our problems is um, the issues we've had with my system associated with my daughter. And then I also told her attorney, I said, I need you to um, get me the addresses for the two son-in-laws because I need to depose them so I can put the fear of God into them on harming my daughters, my two oldest daughters, because they've been disrespecting my wife. So everything's just, you put your trust in God, Jerry, and the legal system is actually set up to protect Judeo-Christian principles. It really is. You just have to push these attorneys and lawyers consistently to follow the judicial Judeo-Christian principles that are in place. Wow. So So if you look at like, I'm sorry, you go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. If you looked at the Jefferson County website in Jefferson County, Kentucky, which is Louisville, they have 13 points of interest for what they deal with. All of them are negative. Not one of them talks about reconciling marriages. But you have to dig way into the laws to find mm-hmm. out that the judge has a responsibility. If one of the parties denies the marriage is irretrievably broken, she has to investigate why the petition was filed in the first place. My wife does not want to reveal the reason because oh. I'm the one that's holding all the cards now. Of course not. So let no, me ask she doesn't you this. want the truth to come out. So you get to see your daughter whenever you want now. How old is your daughter again? I forgot. No, I don't get to see her yet, mm-hmm. but watch this. I've got a conservative Catholic judge as the new judge. He's not liberal like all the other judges have been. He's a conservative Catholic. Mm-hmm. So we're having a hearing on the 27th of April for a status hearing, which means to determine the situation. And I'm just going to say, I want to see my daughter. Are you going to follow God's laws? Or are you going to make it about your own personal biases within the legal system. And it's just a simple question. He's going to have to make a choice on whether or not he's going to follow his Catholic faith 
Because when I say this to you, Jerry, I've watched everybody go against the Catholic faith and they all have problems. My first attorney, yep. she's now divorced. Okay. She's Catholic. She's now divorced. My second attorney, she's now known na- nationally as a racist and she's a black woman. Do you remember I told you I heard my second attorney was a black woman? Yeah. She made a racially <laughs> insensitive comment about our black attorney general and she's paying for it now nationwide. She's had all kinds of major health issues because she screwed up with me. My third attorney, he now works for a company because he cannot do it on his own anymore because he has so many health issues. My mm-hmm. fourth attorney, I still have a case pending for suing him for legal malpractice. And all the other attorneys that I've had, they were afraid of me. Now the judges and the guardian at lighting, a guardian at lighting is just like a legal guardian, basically or a person that's supposed to look out for the best interest of somebody that can't do it on their own. And that's all we are as Christian men, specifically in the Catholic faith. We're guardians of the biblical law. And if we don't stand up and protect those laws, society's just going to fall. And see, and that's and, why there's and, such a strong Christian movement. And see, that's movement. what they do. That's what I'm like. When I, was, um, when I worked at the post office, I was a union steward. And so it was the same exact thing, which, you know, it's a legal thing. So, you know, a union, the union, the union steward is the person that represents the employees when there's a gripe. Right. And, it, yep. and exactly what you're saying was exactly there. It's like it was just a system. They would just push you through the system and try to just make it so quick. And so that you really couldn't, you know, the, the person, the employee really didn't have no say or nothing. And when you would dig in there, because I'm kind of like you, I would dig into the into the rules Deep, deep, dig, deep, deep. And I found all this stuff that they were supposed to be doing and that they would have to do. And you know what they do? They do me just they do it me just like they do they did you. Oh, uh, well, don't worry about that stuff. You know, we just uh, that don't really mean nothing. And or they, or they try to take the law and just push it to the side to do their stuff, to get things moving quicker and get you out of there. So you, you see what I mean? Yeah, and her my wife's attorney right now is so fearful, he's saying if you have criminal charges to file against me, just let me know. And I said, instead of me, I wrote him a letter this morning. I said, instead of me going after your license, I'll help protect your license. But you have to do these three things for me. One, you have to give me the addresses to my two son-in-law so I can put the fear of God into them. Because if they keep on harming my two elder daughters, which comes from our marriage, you know, our gets blended like you and your wife did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are my daughters, and they disrespected my wife by not coming to the, our wedding. And then they disrespected my wife by not inviting her around for the birth of children. And they disrespected my wife because they were taking advantage of my wife's daughters sexually. But they're now my daughters because I'm married. So guess what? I got a whole bunch of special forces friends that have been watching them, and they're scared, S-H-I-T-L-E-S-S, of me. They are scared of me. For good reason, because they've been taking advantage of my daughters on my watch. And that's why I haven't been around them until they got married. I couldn't be around them. So they finally stepped up and became at least halfway credible men and married my two daughters that they've had five grandchildren with that we didn't Mm -hmm. know about. So how does this? So so let me ask you this, man. How does this change the divorce? hearing or court the court case between you and your wife because how does it how does it positively it, affect it you see what i'm saying 
Because if you go to the book of Romans and you look at um, book of Romans, I think it's chapter four, verse 17, when it says that, you know, you call the dead to be undead. Mm. You call the exact opposite of what's actually happening. So in big, bold capital letters, he says, my client wants a divorce. And I said to my wife by an email, I said, Misty, I need you to put a down payment on a piece of property up in New Hampshire. You know how we were looking at property up in New Hampshire. I'm just ignoring what, her lawyer saying, and I'm writing my wife on the side saying, Messi, I need you to put the down payment. I included her in with the realtor. So the realtor copied her letter and said, I'm so happy that you all have six grandchildren and you've been married for six and a half years and you're looking at buying property up in New Hampshire. Yeah. I'm just ignoring the divorce. I don't give a crap about the divorce. I give a crap about my wife honoring me now. And I waited seven and a half years with her to have a piece of property up in Florida. I mean, up in New Hampshire, we bought in Florida for the benefits of our, our families, our children and our grandchildren, because it's close enough to Disney world and all the theme parks. They got a free place to stay. And then we're only 10 minutes from the beach. So who wouldn't want a place like that. And that's another thing too. It's like you doing exactly what, you know, what the, what the guys in the program do is like, I teach them do not, focus on the divorce because it'll make you make stupid decisions like a lot of guys come to me and they are in divorce court or their wife has actually filed and they're all panicking stuff and i say look man you cannot focus on the divorce you can't focus on her threatening to leave or walk out i said because that holds you hostage and then you start making dumb decisions you don't think clearly um and then that's kind of what happens and so you and another guy that was in the program last year his wife divorced him and got an annulment in 30 days and then last week two what two or three weeks ago she called him and said this is like six months after divorce and the annulment and she called him and now wants to work it out and so that's what i try to get guys to understand like what you're doing is you keep fighting because you know god doesn't want, want divorce and basically the divorce doesn't mean anything because you're still married in the eyes of god anyway which trumps the state so the thing about it is, is, and she's not going to be able to get an annulment either because I knew going into marriage, she was hiding things. So when I go to, if she ever tries to file for an annulment, I'm going to say, I knew she was hiding things. Yeah. 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 So we can't say the marriage was invalid because she entered into it under um, bad faith because I already knew she was hiding things. So anything that's been exposed since then, instead of me being a big baby saying, I can't believe you did this to me. Now I say, I'm glad that you did this to me because it gives me a chance to grow as a Christian man. Amen. You know, not everybody gets to um, be afforded the opportunity to be pushed to the limits of losing every materialistic thing they've ever worked for in life just to save a marriage. I'm thankful that I'm being pushed that hard. And I just got a major blessing in what's today? Good yep. Friday. Good Friday. You know what that tells me? I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny that a guardian at light and recuses himself and I get the news of that on Good Friday. So that's God working the miracle in my life right now. Amen. Have a good have a good Easter, brother, and I'll talk to you. And later. uh just so everybody that's listening, I just have to throw this nugget in there for you. If it wasn't in for me joining the program and spending the, the money on December twenty eighth, two thousand and twenty one, I wouldn't be in the position to be able to say what I just said today. It's all because of Jerry. He's my brother from another mother. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you, man. That's me and the Holy Spirit rocking right. it, man. Thank you, brother. Have a good right. Easter. Bye. See you. Bye.
All right. Need we say more, fellas? This is what we're talking about, man. We're talking about if you willing to fight, if you're willing to fight, the Holy Spirit's willing to fight with you. If you're willing to fight for your livelihood, for your life, if you're willing to, because this is your life, you know, this is your life. You know, I talked to a, a, a person yesterday and, you know, they're putting, you know, you know, they're putting, you know, ministries and church above God and their marriage. And it's, it, 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 it gets in the way. And so I say if um, and I tell everybody, if a church ministry is getting in the way of your marriage with your wife or your husband, that's not what God wants. That's not serving God. Serving God is making sure that you spend time with your beloved and you get that marriage right. Because if that marriage folds, that damages what? Relationship with God. That damages your, your children, that damages your children, and that damages society. Think about all the marriages that are crapped out and quit, and men that quit, and women that quit, and what that does to society. Just look at it. So please, everybody, please understand, if you fight, God will not help you if you don't fight. You've got to participate. That's what this, that's what this show today is about, is about being a man of action. You be a man of action because God is not going to participate. He's not going to send the Holy Spirit to help you by just sitting around and saying, I'm going to do this and then don't do nothing. You've got to take a chance. You've got to put yourself on the line. Why? Because this is your life on the line. This is your life. Believe it or not, this is your life. That man, Scott, getting his daughter back, that man fighting for his daughter for all those times, that's what you do. And then you fight for your marriage. That's what you do because that's what a Christian soldier and a warrior does. That's what you do. And you just don't throw your hands up and say, well, I got to go pay a bill so I can't afford to save my marriage or I got to go take time and go do whatever. I got to go to work so I can't save my marriage. I can't give my wife time that she needs to love me right and correct, you know, and care for me. You cannot put anything any, how much more can I say it? And I got another caller. This is awesome. Uh, how much more can I say it? You cannot ever put anything, anything, anything above God, your wife in marriage, and your children. Never, ever, never, ever, ever. How many times I don't say it? Never, ever, ever. You know why? Because your life will crash. It will crash and it will crash hard. Okay. And you'll be fighting for your life, trying to get out of it. This is why when first thing, when a man comes to me, first thing I teach him is this God first. Matter of fact, that's the gift. That's holy lover gift. Number one, God first, your marriage second and wife, your, your uh, children third. And before you think about yourself, your happiness, your your um your needs and your wants you put those you serve those three before you it will serve you well i promise you that mentality will serve you well okay
All right, we're back with our next caller. Wow, I got two callers in a row. Boy, this is the bomb. This is a great day on the Catholic Alpha Radical Live uh, podcast show. <laughs> so let me bring them on right now. So, hello. Hello, caller. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical. Can I help you? Are you hello, there? how are you? Fine, good, how are you? Doing good. Awesome. Happy yeah. Good Friday. Yeah. Happy Good Friday. Yes, you too. It's a weird thing to say, Happy Good Friday. Our Lord's about to be crucified. I know, but see, good, that's why he called, they call, that's why he wants us to call it Good Friday, because he is the good news. He's going to conquer the whole world, the universe. That's a whole other subject. I, I know like- I just messed with your brain right there, but let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have an observation and a question. Okay. I've noticed that with my friends, if the husband's on fire for the Lord, the wife typically is not. And if the wife is on fire for the Lord, the husband typically is not. And I was going to ask you about your wife. Is she um, as on fire as you, which I could hardly imagine anyone being, but, or is she like, you know, lukewarm and don't care? It's a personal question. Now, see, oh, no. now, see, see that that right there is a, somebody trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> that is not right. That is well, not. Does your right. wife go to church? What? Your wife now, wait a minute. Church? Now, 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 I'm just saying that 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 is a loaded, loaded question because <laughs> no matter how I answer that, I'm in trouble. No matter how, I, there's no way out of it. There's no way out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I can, you know what I can do? I can refuse to answer on the grounds that it might incriminate me. <laughs> do one of those Scott do, do one of those Scott deals. I refuse to answer on the grounds that this might incriminate me in my whole life. <laughs> no. Hey, Scott is awesome. Yeah. Scott is awesome. <laughs> so look, I'm gonna be real with you. My wife is responsible for what you see today. That's the, that's the God's honest truth. My wife is responsible for what the man you see today. My wife is responsible for it. Now, whether you, you know, however you think about what a Catholic or a Christian should be, that's, that's up to you to decide. But my wife is the reason that I am where I am. She, uh, I told one of my women clients yesterday, I told her that my wife, I said, this is how you got to be with your husband. You cannot nag your husband. You cannot try to control your husband. You cannot, you know, argue and fight with your husband because all you're doing, you just sound like a man to him then. And so with a man, when you do that to a man, all thing we, the only thing you do is you ignite his competitive spirit, his warrior spirit, the spirit to defend himself. So he's going to fight back. That's just how we are. And so I told her the way my wife did me, she wanted to go to church bad. She wanted to be more in the church really bad. And and think about it was, she just let she just went along with me. I didn't go to church, so she didn't go to church. That's how it was. But then, you know, she was patient with me and she she guided me along, which is what I told her that my wife, she my wife knows how to be a woman. You know, she knows how to guide her husband and to 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 get me to understand that, yeah, everything you think in your head, everything you think is not always true. And she gives me different perspectives on things. That's why me and my wife get along really good. 
because she always, even though it's going to, she, I might get mad at her or get frustrated with her. She still says it. And then me and her, I might get mad for a second, but then I always calm down and we talk about it. And then she explains herself and then we have like a little, you know, we, we collaborate together. Um, that's why we get along. So, so get together, but she got, my wife guided me through this journey and along the journey, along that journey, I came along three or four high milestones that helped me to become the man to stay on fire. Like all my clients know that's like Scott. Scott is a serious man. Okay. (laughs) I mean, he's a serious man. No matter what you think about what Scott says, he is a very, you know, aggressive, masculine man, no matter how you look at I it. Think yeah. I like it. <laughs> and so, so in order to get a man like that to follow you, you cannot, you have to be a holy person. Oh, no, I shouldn't say holy person. You have to be a man striving for holiness. Not just that, you have to, he has to know that you have his best interest at heart. No matter uh-huh. if, because me and Scott, We've been together for a while, and me and him disagree on stuff. And I can always tell when Scott disagrees with me because he gets real quiet. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yes, he does. But, but the, you know, the thing about it is he knows, and I know, and with all my dudes, they know that we can disagree, but the next day they're going to have their butt back in group. They're going to have their butt back in a one-on-one, and we're going to be rocking it. Because that's the way you do it. Um, so as far as my wife, I've been on fire for for the Catholic Church, for our Lord Jesus Christ, for I don't know how, 10 years, 15, 20 years now. I don't remember. But the thing about it is, is my wife has been along on that journey. Now, my wife is a very holy woman. Like I told people yesterday on the podcast, you know, she's on YouTube watching all these Catholic videos and Catholic people and getting into the church. And so me and her always have something to talk about when it comes to the faith. We always have something to talk about. Matter of fact, I don't, I can't think of a day where me and my wife don't go that we don't talk about Jesus Christ in some kind of way. You know why? Because that's what real Orthodox Catholics and Orthodox Christians do. We realize that Christ and our Lord Jesus Christ and God and the Holy Spirit are a part of our, of our everyday life. And so, yes, my wife mm-hmm. does go to church, like uh, go to mass every Sunday. Um, and me and my wife, matter of fact, we went to um, mass on Monday together. We prayed a rosary together. Um, and then tonight, yeah, last night, we went to Holy Thursday together after she got off work. And, to, and today I'm going to the mass two o'clock. She can't go. But guess what? We go tomorrow, Saturday. We're going to go to Easter Vigil together. And then Sunday, me and her are going to crash out on the bed and sleep. Forever until we recover because we tired. <laughs> but remember, if you go to the Easter vigil on Saturday night, you don't have to go to Easter church on Sunday because you're going to be there past 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. So, yes, I hope I answered your question. My wife is beautiful. I respect her. I love her more than anything in the world. And I hope she knows that. And um, I wish that every man had a wife like mine. And that's the Osgonish truth. Does that answer your question? That is a beautiful witness. All right. Well, you have a good Easter, and I'll talk to you later. Happy Easter to you, too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right. All right. So let's get out of here with a break. Oh, yes, y'all. Woohoo! 
If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Okay, we are here. We are here. We are here. So today we are going to get into we, right now. I'm sorry, not today, but right now we are going to get into our content, our radical rant, my radical rant of the day. And I hope that so far that y'all are sh- um, are enjoying the show. And I hope that you are learning something. I hope that we are drawing you closer and closer to our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh my God, it's Good Friday. I am tired. I am so tired. I am so tired, tired, tired. But guess what? The more tired you are, if you push through it and you and you go to mass and like tonight, today's afternoon is a, a you know, Good Friday time, the more prayer, the more the better you pray. The more you're into it, you know, it's easy to love God. It's easy to love God when things are going good. You just talk and say, I love God. But when you're tired and exhausted or things are going bad, do you love God then? Okay. Do you do you strive to be closer to him? Do you move towards him or do you move further away? The worse things get or the better things get. Do you move away from God? See, so we're going to go into some of those things right now. Okay. So. As a repeat, because in our last series, remember, we talked about, you know, clues of my wife wants a divorce. And we talked about how that we as men um, can know when our wife is unhappy by the things that she does, her actions that she is doing to show us that um, things ain't what they should be. And I tried my best to teach you as a man how to get on your job because believe it or not, your marriage is a job. It's your number two job. Your number one job is developing a relationship with God. Your number two job is your wife in marriage, not your kids, not your career, not your mom and daddy, not your friends and all that stuff. Cause that stuff is a, is a distraction. It all gets in the way. Okay. So, now we're gonna what like as as I've talked about um, on this last four or five episodes. Now what we're gonna do is we're gonna try to get more on the positive side and to teach you conceptually how to um, the things that you should be doing and trying to do. Number one is if you're in marriage crisis, stop messing around and get help. Okay, first of all. Stop messing around and get help. So what is marriage crisis? Marriage crisis means your marriage is mediocre. First of all, your marriage is mediocre. It's boring. And you guys have no passion for each other. That's where it starts. 
Okay. If you've gotten to that part where your marriage, if you look at your wife and you don't, you're not happy to see her or you're not fired up about her and she's not fired up about you, that's a mediocre, lackluster, boring marriage. Okay. Just get over it, understand it. Okay. Then the next levels of marriage crisis, it just gets worse. <laughs> that's the best it is. That's the best. Okay. Um, then we go to the next level of you're not making love. You're not engaging the marital embrace at all. Not even once a week, not even really once a month, maybe once a month, maybe, you know, then we get to the, the really, really bad thing, which is no sex is really, really bad though. But on the same line, marriage crisis, we get to, you know, she's asked for a divorce or you want a divorce or your wife uh, moves out or you move out. Uh, both of you guys live in separate bedrooms or you in the basement, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, or you are divorced. You know, the, the ultimate, no, no, the second to the last ultimate, you know, uh, you, you know, you guys Well, no, the third to the last is you're, you're separated. Like she, she's moved out or you moved out. Um, another thing, man, don't move out of your house. I don't care what your wife says. Do not move out of your house. That's your house. You pay the mortgage. You have a right to be there. Don't let some emotionally crazy woman tell you to leave when you ain't hit her and you ain't messed around. Okay. And if you have, you go move in the basement or something, but don't move out of your house unless there's ultimate physical danger. And I mean, when I sell in Philadelphia, I mean, somebody didn't pull a gun, somebody didn't pull a knife, folks hitting on each other. Then yeah, you're right. Somebody's got to leave. But that's, that is rare that I come across. The thing is, just because you're arguing and fighting or because somebody's unhappy, that's no reason for you as the man to abandon your post. Because when you as the man abandon your post, guess what happens? Satan walks right in through there while you there, while you gone. He's already there. Now when you leave, it's even worse. He's just going to have all his minions come. Hey, y'all, the fool left. He left, y'all. Come on, it's party time for real now. <laughs> okay, so don't leave your house, man. Don't leave your house. If you understand what that means, call me right now. Call me right now. I'll go deeper into it, but don't leave your house, man. Okay, um, then, of course, the next thing is your wife that divorced you, marriage crisis. Your wife didn't, has filed. You didn't lost probably a lot of stuff. If you got stuff, if you, ain't, if you don't have nothing, then usually divorce is real easy. You ain't got nothing to lose. You know, she she can't take nothing and you can maybe you she can't take nothing. Many when when poor people go to divorce court, it's why? It's because the kids. Like she's trying to like your wife is trying to come uh trying to commandeer the kids from you and stuff. Don't won't let you see them and doing all that kind of crazy mess. You know, um uh, another thing is you know, or the husband is tripping, won't let the won't let the wife let the wife, you know, see the kids stuff, which usually that is so rare right there um, because all the courts are on the side of the woman, which that's that's stupid, too, because it's, it's proven that men raise women. Kids do better. If, if, if there's got to be a divorce, and there's got to be a separation. It's proven that the kids do better when they with the daddy and the mama is the one that has to visit that comes to visit. Because the daddy is going to get the, the, the kids disciplined. He's all, you know, he's going to get them on track and stuff. The mama, all the mama know how to do is, is just nurture, right? Just, well, if you want to, you can. You don't want to, you don't have to. 
a lot of women, they try their best to, to be a man and try to be disciplined to their kids, but most women can't do it. And if they do do it, it ain't worth nothing. They don't do it good enough because especially with a boy, he gonna, the older the boy gets, the bigger he gets, the more he starts smelling himself, the more hormones are raging. He is going to test his mother. He will. He will. I've had nine 10-year-old boys bigger than, bigger than you and I 160, 170, 80 pounds, 200 pounds, test their mama. What's she going to do? What's she going to do with him? Ain't nothing she can do with him. Because now he's just as strong as you at 9 to 10 or maybe stronger than you. What you going to do? Because he's running your house. That's why you need your man around. Because <laughs> the police can't get there in time. I'm just letting you know. Everybody thinks, oh, especially women. Oh, my God, I'll just call the police and they'll be here in 30 seconds. No, they ain't. Pick, matter of fact, pick up the phone right now and call 911, especially if you live in the hood. Call now. I don't care if you live in, in the rich neighborhood. Call them. See how long it takes. If it takes longer than 60 seconds, you could be dead in 60 seconds. <laughs> you could have a, a, a lump on your head in 60 seconds from a bat. <laughs> so... That's what I'm saying. You need your man, you need your husband around so that he can control those kids for you. So he you can be the mother and the nurturer, and then he can be the disciplinarian. That's usually how it works. Okay. So, but that being said, that's marriage crisis. And then, of course, the last part of marriage crisis is what? Alonement. Because in the eyes of the state, you get divorced. In the eyes of the state, your marriage is over, but it's not over in the eyes of the big daddy. Because big daddy says, I don't care what the state says. I don't care. I run this and I say divorce. God says he, he's saying God is saying, look, I run this and uh, I run this universe and uh, I don't care what you what state you live in or what country you live in. You can do it marriage what you're going to try to. But in the attorney, in the big scheme of things, you, your, your divorce don't mean nothing in my eyes. So in order to do that, that's why the Catholic Church has annulments. Now, as a as a Christian or a Catholic, whether you believe in annulments or not, or you believe that the church is doing annulments right or wrong, it don't matter what you think. It really doesn't. Cry and bitch all you want, but when that annulment paper comes, your marriage is over. Why? Because that's what God said. Priests, apostles, bishops, whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. It's over after that. That's why it don't matter what the court system does, it doesn't matter what the annulment tribunal does. If they put down that annulment in your face and your wife has it, your marriage is over. It is. That's why now you can't get an annulment unless you have a divorce. I know that is not biblical. I know that is not right. But I guess the church does that because they want to see if you're serious or not. I guess I don't know. Because uh, when you come to the to the adult, the, the tribunal, all your if you, you got a divorce, you know, all the property and stuff is already split up. Everybody, all that's done. You know, all the money and the kids, custody, all that stuff is done. So now we're just trying to make it formal um and, and, and try to get you like that. So that's 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 marriage crisis, man. That's marriage crisis, baby. Um, and if you in that, you need help. I'm just sorry, I'm just gonna be real with you. If you in that, you need help. I'm not playing. You, you get help for whoever you think you get that can help you the best. But you need help. You ain't getting out of that by yourself. Tell you that the truth. So today, um, I want to go. We're gonna go into like uh, we're gonna get into more of what it means to how to, the positive side of getting your marriage conceptually in order. 
Okay. And so that's what I've done. Um, marriage is the hardest relationship on this earth to get great. It really is. God, you know, God is a lot easier. <laughs> you just, you know, you go pray, God help me, God, I'm worshiping you, you know, give me some grace, God, I love you, you know, you do your thing. Women, they ain't, they, 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 you know, once they get, once they get mad, mad for real, dude, you got to fight on your hands. This is why as a marriage, when a, a man in his marriage, you have to consistently, consistently work on your marriage every single day. You cannot go a day without doing it. And if you do find yourself that you got off track, that's cool. That's cool. But what you got to do is get up and get your butt back on the horse. Okay. Okay. So, the, but the battle for greatness is always 10 times worth the struggle. If you get your marriage to where you want to be, see, this is what people don't understand. If I get my stuff right with God, and me and him solid. I'm not saying it's got to be the best relationship with God. What I'm saying is it's a journey. We all know that going closer to God is a journey, depending on your state in life. You know, like I can't go pray five hours a day when I got two jobs, a wife and children. You know, that's not my state in life. Um, if I am retired, I can I can't go play five hours a day play six hours a day. I can do whatever I, I can. I can go and do all these ministries at church. I can do all kind of stuff with God. And that's what God expects. People think that retirement means I can go and go on all these trips. I can sit around on my butt for 24, seven, eight, 10 hours, 20 hours a day, watch TV, catch up on all my soap operas, uh, go hang out with the fellas whenever I want. That's my retirement. No, that is not what retirement's for. You know what retirement's for? God gives you retirement so that you can start to work on your relationship for your eternal soul better. That's what retirement's for. Now, if you got time, if you want to go out, go do some trips and go do some of those things that I mentioned, that's great, but that's not your number one job when you retire. Like I just said, I can't go out, me, my personal, myself, and most married men cannot go out with kids, with small kids, or even young adult children. Like, all my kids are young adults. All my kids are 35 and below. That's what I call young adults. You know, they still need their mother and father. You don't abandon your child just because they're 18 and 19, 20 years old. That's ludicrous. Your kids still need you. Not you, not to, not to tell them what to do, but your job is to, you and your wife's job is to guide your children. So you don't have time for that stuff. You don't have time to be, you know, you, you can't go out and pray five, four, five, six hours a day and go, baby, go to mass seven days a week and 10 times a week and, you know, go to adoration seven, eight, nine times. Oh, you can't do all that stuff because you don't, your state in life, you can't do that. You don't have the time for that. But once your kids get to a certain age and they're doing well, you and your wife, you know, you're retired, then you and your wife, this is the time to grow closer with God to really do all the things you wanted to do when you were working. And the first thing on your mind is me and my wife are going to become more holy. We're going to become more virtuous. We're going to work on our virtues. And the only way you can do that is through God. That's the only way is through prayer. Okay. So that being said, the Holy Lover series. Uh, oh, I reason I said all that is because when you, the, uh, the struggle to be close to God, the struggle to be close to your beloved, it's worth the struggle, 10 times worth it. The payoff is 10 times. But when we're in hell 
when we have when going through marriage crisis and stuff, or we're in a, a mediocre marriage, or you know, we're just going along to get along in our marriage, we don't really realize what a marriage could be because we think, well, I'm doing all I can do. That's a lie. I know it, you know it. And if you're married and you got a husband, your husband knows it. If you're married and you got a wife, your wife knows it. People do what they want to do. That's one thing I've learned in my little short 56 years. People ultimately do what they want to do. That's why when a man sits before me and he tells me, well, I got to go think about it. You know what that means? He don't want to do He don't want to rock nothing. He don't want to do nothing. He, wanna, he just wanted to come to me the bitch, the bitch and wine for our. That's what he wanted to do. What do you got to think about? You listen to my podcast every day. You, you, you've watched the Marriage Masterclass at SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. You've read my articles. You went online to see if I'm legitimate. Um, and you come before me, you know what's up. I mean, it's like if you come before me, you know what's up. That listen, we've, it should be when you come before me, it should be like, first of all, the Holy Spirit has sent you before me. That's why we're talking. Because the Holy Spirit has touched you. I have touched you in some way. And we're talking. So when you come before me and you go, well, I got to go think about it. That just means you just don't want to do nothing. That means, you, you, you know, you just don't have the, you know, you don't have the heart and this warrior spirit to get in there and fight. And that's what it takes, man. No matter the money, um, uh, uh, whatever you think, it, you know, all the bills you got to pay, all that stuff don't mean nothing because people do what they want to do. People do. They come up with the money, what they want to do. Like, Hey, a smoker come with them cigarettes, that cigarette money every week, don't he? An alcoholic come with that money every week, don't he? A person that has a go that has a job that they love, they find a way to go to that job, don't they? If uh, somebody wants a house that costs two hundred thousand dollars, they figure out a way to get that house, don't they? People do what they want to do, except when it comes to their marriage. Oh, I could put that off a little while longer. How you could put that off a little while longer, dude? Your wife lives across the lives five states away. How you going to put that off? What you going to think about? What you got to think about, man? This is what I mean about being a man of action. That's what this podcast is about today. Not to really get on the man, but do sometimes people got to get on y'all so that y'all understand what the, your, your situation. Like nobody got on me. I had to figure this crap out on my own. I really did. And the way I figured it out, I really, the closer I got to God, the more the more revelation I get. And plus, I'm a researcher. So I know how to take stuff. My whole life I've been that way. I research very well, and I'm not a take stuff, and or I'm a very good organizer. So I can take stuff. All the stuff I get, I can take it and put it in a system, in a program that when guys come to me, they're not, they're like, okay, this is great. They feel better. You know why? Because now they got us, they got action steps. Like, because before, when you before you come to a marriage coach, it's like stuff is all over the place. You don't know what to do because you're online researching, trying to figure all this crap out, and then everything sounds good, but what what is good? What's gonna work? What's not gonna work? So that's what you need a marriage coach for. When I say you need help, that's what you need help doing. Because what's going to happen is you're going to try to get your wife back if she's left or she's mad at you or whatever, and you're going to screw stuff up. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. Every time you try to talk to her, your tongue tied because you don't know what to say because you're scared she's going to go off when you start yelling at you. You need somebody that can help you navigate that stuff. You cannot, when you're in marriage crisis, I'm just being complete honest with you, you can't do it on your own. I'm just going to tell you straight up, straight out. And I'm going to tell you that. Until you find somebody, if you're in the marriage crisis, um, until you find, it ain't got to be me, but 
Hell, find somebody that can help you. And not a therapist, not a not not a counselor. That's not that's not gonna help you. You know why? Because your wife ain't there. Now, if you go get individual therapy on your own to help you personally and your psyche, your your psyche personally with you know, that's different. But going to a marriage counselor or a marriage therapist without your wife is suicide. Because they're gonna know what to do with you. Your well, your wife ain't here. So, you know, if your wife don't go want to go to marriage counseling and you do and you go and she don't, you're not accomplishing nothing in marriage counseling. But if you go to a marriage coach without your wife, they cool because a marriage coach don't care if your wife come or not because he knows if I fix you and get you to do right, then your wife is going to come back eventually. That's the confidence of a marriage coach. You go to a counselor, they don't know what's going to happen. A marriage coach can teach you step by step how to get through this hell, get out of it, and start moving towards God and get your marriage back on track. Okay. So that's what this is about today, man. You know, to get you guys to understand your situation. Because I want, you know, I get passionate about this because I want everybody to understand that this ain't no joke. This is your life. The, you know, guys set up appointments with me all the time and then they cancel the appointment. They don't show up. Dude, what are you not? What's wrong with you? You know, we you know what? We are just designed today. The society has taught us just to be weak because without God, that's why we're so weak, because we don't have a strong relationship with God. That's why we're weak. And I feel sorry for I felt sorry. I feel sorry for all the men that need help. And then they, their ego or pride will not let them submit and get help the help they need. And listen, I just don't talk like that. Every marriage counselor, every therapist, every psychiatrist, all of them, we all feel the same way. If you go to any of us, we'll all tell you the same thing. We feel sorry for you because most therapists know that the biggest, the biggest, um, and marriage coaches too. The biggest barrier to help is the ego. It's the ego, especially with men. Oh man, I gotta, you know, I gotta, you know, I understand I got marriage problems. I gotta I understand that, you know, but I gotta I gotta go figure this out. But if your car broke down, you couldn't get to work, what you gonna do? That's number one priority, right? I'm gonna go get my car fixed so I can get to work. See? So you do what you're gonna do. You do what you want to do. Okay. So with that being said. The battle for greatness is always 10 times worth the struggle. The Holy Lover series, How to Save Your Marriage When Your Wife Has Given Up, The 33 Gifts to Satisfy Her Forever, will help. And they work, but it always requires a husband to be a man of action. Again, I must ask, are you a holy lover? Are you that man? Okay. And so today, uh, we're going to um, talk about, you know, what is a whole, you know, what is a man of action? So gift number six, today we're going to talk about gift number six, which states a holy lover never ceases in his pursuit of holiness, sainthood, and perfection. In short, a holy lover is a man of action. You can't get nothing accomplished by researching all for, for five years, for, for, for a month, for, you know, good, go around for a week or two, maybe two or three weeks, maybe a month max and, and look around and try to figure stuff out on your own and, and see if you can do it. But man, once you get to the point of, man, I don't know what to do. That means what? That's the Holy Spirit telling you to go get some help. 
play. You got to learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit, man. You got to learn how to listen to him. If you're praying to God, God, please save my marriage, help my wife come back to me or help me or help me be a better husband or help my wife be a better wife so that we can love each other more. You're praying, right? And then you get these answers. You got to learn how to listen, okay? And so many guys, and I know I keep using me as, as an example, but it is what it is. Because I just I can tell you what, when, when guys come to me, they say this, what I just told you, man, I didn't know what to do. I prayed to God to help me save my marriage. I prayed God to help bring my wife back home to me. And guess what? You're Catholic. I saw you on Facebook or whatever. Or I heard your podcast. And you know what? I said, I'm going to talk to you. That's that's how the conversation goes almost every single time. And so this is what I'm saying. We have to learn. We can't keep going around trying to find all these solutions and not have a system to get those solutions in order to get us going. So that's what I'm trying to say. A holy lover doesn't sit around analyzing for weeks upon end. He doesn't sit around giving excuses about how he is going to do this or do that. He doesn't sit around flapping his jaws when there is holiness to attain and a marriage to save. No, no, no. He takes calculated action, has a plan, and mans up and executes that plan. Boom. That's a holy lover, baby. He removes his ego, kills his pride in service of God and his beloved wife. He doesn't sit around hoping, wishing, and praying for a result. He becomes the result. He becomes the result. This, my friend, is a holy lover, a true man of action, a Christian soldier. Okay? Make no mistake, the battle for your marriage is a spiritual battle. And we must understand that there are people out there that can help you. But like I said, we've got to remove our ego because that is Satan in between us and our wife and our family and our children. Are you going to sit back and allow Satan to run your life? Believe it or not, man, the supernatural world is out there and the demonic is in your life. And what you got to do is fight to get it out. I'm not lying. I'm not playing. This is the truth. Okay? So, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. We're going to come back real quick, and then we are going to take a quick break, and then we're going to uh, finish up for the day. Bam! If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider... Marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Hey. 
Hey, 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 hey. We back. I'm back. I'm back to torture you some more. <laughs> so, hey, so look, remember, now, I want to say, clear up something real quick, and then we're going to keep going, but it's, 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 it's on the same subject. I just forgot to say something that I always say when I talk about marriage counselors and therapists and all that kind of stuff. It's not that marriage counseling is bad or counseling is bad for a couple therapists. Most of, most therapists don't understand how to do couples counseling. So the, the guy, they, they go and then the guy, they, they, they start. It's, no one wants to gang up on the women because the woman is weaker. She's crying. She's more emotional. And they don't want, the, you know, they want to protect her. It's a protection kind of thing. So what do they do? They gang up on the man because he's easy. And so the man, what will happen is most men, they'll just get mad. And after the and after the uh, the counseling session, they'll just go, hey, I ain't coming back. And their wife gets mad, blah, blah, blah. You've got to understand what therapists or marriage counselors are doing. You guys think, and this is and, and this is not marriage counselors' fault. It's just they don't really know any better. But this is how they're trained. They're trained in science. They're trained in science. And so science dictates that, I've got to get your psychological part, your psychological mind right. That's that's their number one priority. You guys think when I go to the marriage counselor that their number one priority is to fix my marriage. No, it's really not. It's to help you try. And then if it doesn't work after a year or however long that y'all got working together, then what they'll do is they'll move toward what? Reconciliation. Why? Well, breaking up amicably is the best way to go because we've been sitting here for a year and y'all ain't get y'all still arguing and fighting and y'all not getting no better. And then what first of all, one of you don't even want to be here. So we just decide we need to move toward divorce and separation and get y'all to to because the, the therapist, the psychologist, their job is to they want to protect your mind, protect your protect you psychologically, which is really do but see when you come to a Catholic marriage coach, you know, or even a Christian marriage coach, their job is to get you to help you psychologically first by allowing the Holy Spirit to help you to try to get you to work with the Holy Spirit to get the Holy Spirit to help you first. Then, if it turns that you need individual therapy, then then the most coach will say, "Look, man." Go to a psychologist or, you know, go to a therapist to get individual help, you know, and you can't really blame um, marriage counselors because that's how they're trained. They really want to help you. It's just they have a different way of doing that. And if only one of you wants to be there, then or really neither one of you want to be there to work on the marriage, then they're going to they're going to suggest eventually that you 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 um, you you split up amicably now. If you love Christ and love God, which means what? Being obedient to God, doing what his commandments, doing the church teachings of what is a dogma, discipline, and doctrine, then you know divorce is out of the question. This is why if you are going to go to marriage counseling or therapist, you know, even individual therapy, you must go to an Orthodox Christian or an Orthodox Catholic that understands that, that they put, there are really good counselors out there, individual counselors that will put all that together and to help you work through it like that. You know, um, if you do, if you have, again, if you have to go to a marriage counselor or marriage therapy, a couples therapy, then what, then you got to make sure that you go into a Orthodox 
as best you can Christian, okay? Really. Because you're going to walk in there and they're not going to, and, and they're not, they're not talking about praying and getting closer to God. You need to get away from them because they don't know what they're doing. You know, most people that are like Scott was saying about uh, the judges and stuff, you know, the, the, you've got to understand where people are coming from. And sometimes you got to make people do to bring out the faith in them, to get their love for Jesus Christ, to come to the surface. So when you go to a, a Catholic counselor or a Christian counselor, you've got to say, when you walk in and say, listen, we're coming to you because you're a Christian or you're Catholic, and we want you to bring that out in us to help us fix our marriage. And then they, they will feel free to help you the best way they know how um, when it comes to the faith and putting it to counseling together. Boom. But again, that won't even work if only one of you wants to be there. Like if your wife doesn't want to go to counseling and you force her to go, then that's not going to work either. Okay, so we could talk about that another time if somebody has a question on that. Okay, so I want to get going. So almost we're getting going here. So how to save your marriage when your wife is giving up? Holy lover gift number six. A holy lover never ceases in his pursuit of holiness, sainthood, and perfection. Why is this going to help you as a man save your marriage? Well, I'm glad you asked, Grasshopper. Let's see what God says on this subject. Hmm. You, therefore, quote, you, therefore, must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Matthew 5, verses 43 through 48. Wow. Look, a holy lover is a man of action, plain and simple, as I stated before. Many men today are perpetrators, meaning they talk a good game, but are all fluff and no action. This is why our wives leave us, right? They get tired of it. The years and years of neglect and being second fiddle to bills, friends, kids, job and career, to name a few, is, 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 is mind-boggling. It's, it's hurtful to them, okay? Jesus calls us to be perfect, and that comes with us taking action to never cease in our pursuit of holiness and sainthood towards him. Most people, I go to church every Sunday uh, I might go to Bible study. Uh, I might pray a rosary. Uh, I might go to adoration every now and then, once a month or something. Hey, I'm doing the best I can. No, you are not. No, you're not. You know why? Because God demands that we push, we challenge ourselves toward him. Every day, we challenge ourselves. Why do you think I talk to y'all every day? It's not just for my business or, or to, to not just to help you or whatever. It's because this helps me bring close. This helps serve God. This is why I, I, I you know, I'm going to be honest with you as I always am honest. There's many times that I've almost quit this over the last eight years. I have. I'm like, man, God, I can't keep doing this, man. I mean, I'm look, it's a month. I got to feed my kids. <laughs> You know, I got to take care of my wife. I got to save for retirement. God, I mean, what am I, you know, I, I, what do you want me to do? You know, it's been many times. And every time I try to, look, this is how you got to learn listen, listen to the Holy Spirit. Every time I try to quit this, I mean, literally every time the pain in my life becomes so unbearable, I can't take it. 
The pain in my life becomes so unbearable, I can't take it. So what do I do? I get my little butt back on this microphone. <laughs> I get my little butt back on my website. I get my little butt back in my group sessions with my dudes. I get my little butt back on Facebook to get guys to come to my, to come sign up and make, with appointments for me. And I do what my daddy told me to do. <laughs> ah, I'm going to tell you this story real quick. One of the times I tried to quit, it was uh, two years ago, three years ago now. I went, I love football. I, every you know, if you've been listening to me anytime or anything, I love football. Uh, it's the greatest sport ever ever created to me. Uh, it takes eleven people. It takes eleven people um, moving exactly together to move a football one inch. That's how great that sport is. Um, and so, you know, I want to coach high school football. You know, I'd coached little league for a lot of years. I coached middle school for a lot of years, and I want to get in the car. You know. Me and my coaches wanted to get into high school football. So I got hired as a head football coach in ninth for ninth grade. I was so excited. I was so happy. Oh, man, it's going to be so great. Oh, my Lord. Dude, it was the worst football experience of my life. The pain was so bad. It, I can't even explain it to you. I can't. It's like everything was went wrong. The kids we, uh, went to... Matter of fact, we went to a, a Catholic school because I, I was uh, I coaching for a public school. We went to a Catholic. The last straw for me was we went to a public school, I mean, a, a Catholic school to play them. And we got toe up so bad. The kids start fighting. The parents start fighting. Uh, we we got to get them on the bus. I mean, dude, that, that was just the worst experience in sports in my life. And that was the pain was so bad. And that was just the culmination that that's not everything leading up to that. Um, and I just, man, I, that was, I, so I started listening. I started listening to God and he's saying, look, man, I told you what to do. <laughs> so what did you know what I did, fellas? You know what I did? I put my feet between my legs. I resigned from that position. I went to my wife and said, well, baby, he won't let me quit. What are we going to do? She said, well, I guess we're going to keep on going. I, she, she know what she said? She said, I tried to tell you. <laughs> she sure did, y'all. She sure did. She said, I tried to tell you. <laughs> but see, that's the beauty of it. Like, that's the beauty of it, man. That's the beauty of it, man. Like, the things I teach you men about marriage I go through the same stuff. I go through the same stuff, you know, and I'm not perfect. And sometimes I forget too. you know, that was two years ago. I think it's three, maybe four. But I mean, my point of what I'm saying is, man, you know, you got to learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit. You really do. And if you're right, and that's why you talk about marriage crisis so much, because that is the ultimate pain. Marriage crisis is the ultimate pain. You're about to lose your beloved wife, which means what? It's going to trickle down to your children, you know, right? That's even more painful, that combination together. So, man, this is why we have to learn how to listen to our wives and listen to God and be, see, what does he say? Be, uh, be still to know that I'm here and know that I am God. 
right? So remember, knowledge of God transforms to love of God. Remember, knowledge of your beloved transforms to love of your beloved. We must never, ever sit on our laurels and continue to take God and our beloved wife for granted. This is how we lose her and get out of favor with him. In my eyes, this is one of the worst things we can do as a Christian. I'm sorry. It's one of the worst things we can do as Christians and husbands is to never appreciate God and our beloved wife for who they truly are and worse to take each of them for granted. Then expecting Jesus Christ to run in like Superman and save us when we when we caused our life to go to crap or our beloved wife is um, we ask our wife to stick it out with us as we continue our selfishness and neglect. Never giving, her, never giving her and the children an example of Christ in the home. Your job as a man is to be Christ in that home as the best you can. As the best you can. Your duty in life is to be the best example of a man that you can. You know, this is why men who do not, who portray themselves other than a true man, and we're not going to go into that, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Sticking stuff or the place ain't supposed to stick it. That is why that is against what God is trying to get us to do because our job as men is to present ourselves as the best example of a man that God has created. And so when we are weak, when we participate in sleeping with a woman outside of marriage, we do, you know, birth control, when we do no fault divorce, participate in that, all these things are against are against the the, uh, creation. And so God is unhappy with us. And so, but we, as a man, it's like, it's a woman's job to be the best example of a woman that she can, that that God created her to be. And that's our mission. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Not being anything other than that, like putting on wigs and getting, and getting stuff cut off and and not being who we are supposed to, who who we were created to be. Okay. So now, Our wives want that leader in the home as Christ, who they can look to for security, leadership, love, a journey towards happiness through our Lord Jesus Christ. Believe me, my brother, I realize that it's tough out here today being a man in society. Shoot, it's always been tough out here being a man, and no matter what age we are in, as you always hear me say, it's tough out, it's hard out here for a pimp. (laughs) It's hard out here for a pimp, man. It is, dude. When you walk out the door, especially if you work in a man, especially if you work in a like me, I I work by myself. And still, going out here is tough. So just imagine if you work in an office with all these women around and men around, and you work in a factory, all these men around, or you're a lawyer and you got to deal with people every day, or you are a counselor and you gotta see you gotta go to your office and you gotta deal with all your secretary and deal with all these people just to get there. You're gonna go get some coffee and and it's people everywhere. I mean, man, and then as soon as you try, you know, you ever been out there and you know, lately or you been out, and you try to oh I, I tell you what I happened uh, that happened to be last night. So me and my wife, after we um we went for uh we went to uh, was yes was yesterday. This day was third Holy Thursday service, Monday Thursday. We decided to go get something to eat, so we go to the restaurant, La Hacienda. This is Mexican restaurant. It's one of my favorite restaurants. Dude, my wife hadn't got there yet because we were in separate cars. 
I get out of the car. I go in. I'm going to the end, and I open the door for this woman. Black, and she's black, and she's mean, and she she looked like she she looked she ready to hurt somebody, you know. And I opened the door for her because I was trying to be a gentleman, because that's what Christ would have me do, right? I open the door, and the woman walks through the door and looks at me like I just killed her son or something. And I said hello, and she just looked at me and just kept right on walking. Now look, I understand that we don't do good so that we can get cookies for it. And that's not why I opened the door for her. I opened the door for her because I love God and Jesus Christ. That's what being a real man is. And you protect women. You don't force women out there to be by themselves and do silly stuff. So I opened the door for that woman because that is what being a Christian calls me to do, right? But man, I didn't expect, I really didn't expect that. I mean, because well, I was thing, I was tired. And so I wasn't thinking straight. Usually I can't expect it. But last night I wasn't for some reason. And I just couldn't believe that she looked at me like that. But anyway, that's my point, dude. <laughs> you bepping out is, you know, you try to do something nice. And people these days, they are just so mean and so diabolically influenced. It's it's terrible. So, so, but Christ would not charge us to be perfect in the faith if it was not possible. We got to remember that that verse, when that first be says, be perfect as your fatherly, as your he- uh, father in heaven is perfect. Christ will not ask us to do that if it was not possible. Remember, there are no good people in heaven, only saints. Please remember that. <laughs> That's why there's purgatory, because if your butt ain't ready to stand before God right now, you got to get to purgatory. Okay, so purgatory is where we go when our soul is still dirty. There's no mortal sin on it, but we got a lot. We got to get we got to become pure. Our souls have to become pure to be before God. Okay, now, if we as men, husbands and fathers don't challenge ourselves every day to be the most holy, virtuous and greatest example of a man that is possible, are we really doing justice to God, our beloved or our children? Please realize that our jobs and careers are not enough. I go over this all the time. Our God, our wife, and family need more from us than a man who is able to pump out money. Man, I cannot tell you of the amount. And it took me a lot to learn this lesson, too. Men, we are not money machines. We are not money robots. We aren't. We are not androids. Making money is important because why? That's how God set the society up, the world up. And of course, you got to make money to live. Like you heard me say a few weeks ago, some people, men and women, are just great at making money. They are are astronomically good at it. You know, um, I just happen to be one of those ones that ain't. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, no, it just is. But my point of it is, is man, we men, we are not money machines. And so people, your wife and kids, they don't care. They want to eat and have a car to drive and have a cell phone and, and, and have a, a roof over their head. But in the end, your wife doesn't care about that as long as she has it. In the end, what women care about is the your love for her. And so we but we make the mistake day in and day out of men, the men I talk to and myself. I had a hard time getting this thing too. You know, that, yeah, money's important, but it's not what our wife signs up for. And it's definitely not what our kids sign up for because they didn't ask to be here. We bought them here. And so we've got to understand the human condition and the human condition demands 
that we put our wives on the top of the pedestal and we have a great relationship with God and our children. That is what the natural law demands. And when we don't, and we think it's, we think, well, I'm out here. I can't tell how many times I heard guys say, man, I'm out here busting my ass and, and she don't appreciate nothing. That's because that's your job. Of course your wife appreciates it. She wants to, she likes having a whiff over her head and eating, but she didn't, you got to understand, man, security for your wife is important, but it's like third or fourth down the list. Her number one thing is her love, your love for her. I'm telling you, that is it. And we get it messed. We get it twisted. How can you, and men think, well, I'm going to work for her. That proves I love her. But then I don't tell her. Then I don't show her. Then I don't prove, I don't show her that she's special to me. Because going to work is just a mechanical action. Everybody knows that you just don't go to work for your family. You go to work for yourself too, because you got to eat too. You got to have a car to drive too. So that's your job to go to work and provide. That's what, matter of fact, that's your first mission under protection to provide for your family. Of course. And your wife knows that. Your kids know that. But dude, we look at it like this. That's your job. It's like the wives nurturing the children and taking care of the children properly. Women want, women want to be, want everybody to be so, oh, oh, you're such a great and awesome mother. And you're just, dude, that's your job as a wife. That's your job to take care of and nurture the children. That's your job. You, what are you want special accolades for? The single mothers. Oh, that just gets into my crawl. Oh, single mothers are just so great. And single mothers, oh, they just, they're just so awesome. And they're, they just work so hard. Well, they caused that. They caused that. Single mothers have caused their have caused their predicament. Sure, you have empathy for them, but they're no more special than a married wife. They're not. They're not, and that's not right. Oh, she she's just so awesome. And then so women, so then women get this entitlement of, well, you know, I'm a single mother, so I deserve more. No, you don't. Why do you why do you deserve more than this woman who 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 married her husband, who had her kids inside her marriage, or a single mother who realized I can't do this on my own. I need to find me a husband and learn how to be a real woman and submit and love my husband and nurture him and make him feel like a man and take care of my kids and nurture my kids and get along with my husband so that I can keep a man. And so we come together and we build a family. That is a special woman. Those that a that's special, right? To realize I have a defect as a single mother. And what is my defect? I can't get along with nobody. I can't keep a man. I keep giving my gift away, so I keep having all these kids. I got 10 kids all over the place. Cuz I won't keep my legs closed. No man is going to marry a woman like that with 10 with 5, 10, 15 kids. Because he's scared she, that she's going to do that to him. Women, you have to understand how men look at that. Your, men, all men know that you are special, that you deserve to be like, treated like the blessed mother, that you are special, that you deserve the highest throne in society. And men used to do that. Men would take women and put them above even themselves. And that is the problem with women today. They don't realize that no man will marry you if you don't make him want to become a better man. (laughs) 
He won't. I told my woman client yesterday, I told her, baby, your husband married you 20 years ago because he, you made him want to be a better man. No man marries a woman just because she's beautiful. No man marries a woman just because, you know, he likes her or they're friends. Men marry women. They go out, plan it, get a ring, and they bring it back, and they get on their knees. They take their wife to Hawaii to propose to them or take them to a great restaurant to propose to them because that woman is virtuous enough to make that man think, oh, my God, I am not worthy of her. She makes me want to become a better man. If you are a woman and right now you are not married, that is why. Because no, there's no man out there that you have come in contact with that you make him feel like he is that he can be better than himself. And if you as a woman can't see that, you will never be married. And if you are married, you will make your husband miserable. See, y'all thought I was always on the, on the woman's side, didn't you? No, I'm not. I'm on God's side and marriage side. Because <laughs> I know the faults of women. But we ain't trying to fix women on here because I know women will fix themselves if they man fix himself first. That's how it rolls. That's how it rolls, man. But that's why you got to understand as a man what this life is about. It's a test. Ladies, it ain't that I'm trying to get on you, but you nobody tells you the truth. Sure, if what I'm saying right now hurts, that's a good thing. That's the Holy Spirit telling you to get your stuff together. Because the first, the first thing about truth is pain. The first response, no, I'm sorry, the first response to truth is anger. That's what it is. So if you're angry at what I'm saying right now, that's because it's the truth. And that's the Holy Spirit saying, you got to get yourself together. If you are, if what I'm saying it does not hurt you right now, that's because you probably already got it together <laughs> or you're in the process of getting it together. And you understand that, yeah, what Jerry says is probably not politically correct, but you know what? It's the truth. And that's the problem with us today, man. Our marriages are crap and our families are crap because everybody tells us how great we are and, that, and we're so special and we deserve to be happy and all this kind of crap. It don't mean nothing. Somebody telling me I'm great don't mean nothing. You know why? Because I look at our Lord Jesus Christ, and he didn't want that. He wants us to suffer for him, to understand what that means, man. And I, and, and I, get, I get very passionate about this because it took me a lot of years to figure this stuff out. And I just hate it when people want all these accolades for what they're supposed to be doing anyway. And that's not fair. If you want high self my wife, wanna, man, my wife sometimes is so brilliant. <laughs> she don't even realize it, though. That's the, that's, well, that's the great part about it, right? My wife always says that women, you know, you got to understand, if you want high self-esteem, women, the way to have self-esteem is to accomplish something great. Think about it. When you, as a man or a woman, when you accomplish something great, like, you build a great family or your marriage is great or you win the Super Bowl or you win a high school championship in football or baseball or whatever, or you win a chess tournament, you know, or whatever, whatever. Or you graduate from college or you graduate from high school. That is what self-esteem is about. It's like I have had self-esteem because I accomplished great things. 
Not because I do what I'm supposed to be doing anyway. That's why our society is average right now or below average. That's why we are morally bankrupt. Because we don't, you don't learn anything, man, when people tell you how great you are all the time. When you win all the time, when have you ever learned anything about your life or about yourself when you won? You don't learn nothing. But when you get your butt whooped, you, you start looking at yourself. When the, when, the, when the wife says, hey, man, I'm, I'm done. I'm out of here. You are? What happened? What did I do? All of a sudden, I start reflecting on myself. That's what happened in my marriage. My wife put me in divorce court. I started thinking, man, what the heck did I do wrong to deserve this? Oh, my God. Because it was painful. Okay? So that's what this is about, man. This, that's what this is about, man. This life, man, is about you and us and me and all of us working and collaborating together to make each other holy and hold each other, each other accountable. That's how you build a great society, man. Under God. Remember? Under God. <laughs> Under God. <laughs> Come on. So, um, if money was all it took, then all we would have to do is become rich and have tons of money. But we all know that's a trap. I need you to understand that your wife and children will follow your lead. They will do what you do, act how you act, and be what you be. If you are the best born example of yourself, by which, by the way, which is the duty of every man on the planet, your beloved wife will follow suit. Your children will follow suit. This is why God placed you responsible. Men, remember, God placed you responsible. You are responsible for everything in that house. Now, just because you're responsible, that don't mean you can you gotta do everything, but you're responsible for it, right? Just like if you're the CEO of AT&T, that dude doesn't do everything, but he's responsible for that company. So when something goes wrong, who they come looking for? They come looking for him. Just like in your house, you the man, you're there, things go wrong, your kids do something stupid, or your wife, sometimes your wife, your wife's getting a car accident or something, they come looking for you because you're the because everybody essentially knows you're the head of the home. That is that you're you're responsible for that. You're responsible for them. Okay. So if you don't seek perfection and holiness, you will become aloof. Your marriage will suffer. As a matter of fact, you will suffer. And you will, and you willing to become just are you willing to become just another average man meant for greatness? That's a good question. Listen to me right now. I'm pushing you. I'm pushing you. You might not like what I'm saying, but I'm pushing you. I'm pushing you to be great, to understand the potential that you have as a man. And if you're a woman, the reason I got on your butt is because I want you to see the potential you have as a woman. You know, and, and you can't you can't achieve greatness and be this magnificent person sitting on your butt. You have to understand where you are. And as a man, I want you to know your potential. You, you, God put you here for a reason. He put your soul in your mother and father, and they created you for a reason. And look at yourself and ask. That's why I say a holy lover is first. You becoming the man God created you to be. And that is what you have to look at. Ask yourself every day. Am I living up to those standards? People, people sometimes don't like that. Not what I said, but they don't like that because they don't like that, that philosophy because they say it puts pressure on them. Oh man, that's too much pressure. God, what are, that's like, that's why people that are very intelligent sometimes they get, they go to jobs that are like way below their intelligence level because it's too much pressure to be great. They don't, they don't, they just want to hang out. I'm not trying to do all that. <laughs> so I want you 
as a man to realize how great you can become like St. Joseph. Just look at St. Joseph, the father of Jesus Christ, the head of the Holy Family. He didn't say one word in scripture, but what did he do? He saved God. He saved God, man. And he saved the Blessed Mother, God's mother. He saved them. He he put his life on the line to to save them because he listened to the Holy Spirit. The angels say, get your butt up. That king is coming to get you. You got to get God out of (laughs) here. You know what I'm saying? Get rolling now. So what did St. Joseph do? He didn't sit there sleeping. He got his butt up. He got the kid together. He got his wife on the road. They got on the road going to Egypt, baby. Get out of Dodge. Why? Because that's what a great man does. We come and we, we come to the call of action. We do it. Okay? So, like I'm saying, are you willing to become just another average man meant for greatness, but somehow got distracted and became less than his potential? Do you want to be responsible for the downfall of your marriage, of your family? Of course you don't. Again, 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 do as our Lord Jesus Christ asked. Be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Bam. Let's talk about your Catholic marriage problems. Weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on the Catholic Alpha Radical Facebook page and CatholicAlpha.com. And so, as we always do, we conclude today with a quote quote from the great Pope Benedict XVI. And I got to say, I am so glad that you guys stay with me for this hour and a half. And I, you know, we had two calls today, so that kind of, that put us, well, basically a half hour past hour. But like I said, I will stay here for two hours as long as I got callers and stuff like that. And, And so... You know, I'm here. You know, I'm not trying to, to, to shortchange anybody. So if you hear, if you still here after an hour and a half, kudos. Most of y'all probably had to go to work, though. <laughs> you know, but hey, that's cool. That's cool. I'm cool with that. Stay for as long as you can. And then, you know, there's a replay or, you know, do whatever you got to do. I'm down with that. My job is, man, I just want you to understand how great you can be. I really do. This is what this is about. All this, all my ranting and raving and, and passion and love for God and love for you and love for your wife, love for my wife, love for my kid. Man, this is what's up. This is what's up, baby. And I want you to realize that you have a potential to be a great man. And I'm not talking about be a great man like a Donald Trump or be a great man like Dr. Martin Luther King or be a great man like, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln or uh, a man with biz, biz of dollars. I'm not. Yeah, those are great things. I'm not saying. But, man, be a great man for your soul, for God, for your marriage, for your family, because everybody is not going to have the same gifts. So your life would be empty if 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 the measure of a man was well, man, you gotta make that two billion dollars before you die. You make that two billion dollars, man, then you a real man, dude. You know, don't even make logical sense, does it? No, you gotta be a great man for God, for your wife and marriage, and for your children, and for the society, man. That is how you as a that's why Christians are great citizens. Really, the government really loves us. 
the, the communists really love us. They really do. We're great citizens. We do what you say. We, we go out and get jobs. We contribute. We start businesses. We contribute to the society. We, we raise good children. We send good children out into the world to become great citizens too. You're not degenerates. You know, Christians are great people. And the governments, these these crazy governments really like us, but they have, you know, Satan's involved. And, you know, you know how it works, man. Satan getting there, man. Can't have that. So we out of here, baby, as we always do. We end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI that states, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313-RADICAL. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.